Welcome to the prolific teaching ministry of Pastor Emmanuel Iren, lead pastor of Celebration Church International. It is his vision to partner with you for your progress and joy in the faith. Ready, set, grow. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Thank you, Jesus. That's the testimony of this church. Corporately and individually, we have overcome the world. Nothing will be too difficult for you. Did you hear what I said? Don't worry, I'm going to minister to everyone. I wish I had the time to give um, a word to everybody. But very quickly, I want to tell you four things that will happen today. Four things that will happen today. The first thing is supernatural sponsorship. What did I call it, please? That dream, that vision that is in your spirit, you are aided by the anointing of God to start or to continue or to scale it up. Say loud amen if you believe. <laughs> did you hear what I just said? If you've been in this church long enough, you know I don't guess. I said supernatural sponsorship. Yeah. It means the capital is coming. Yeah. It means the gift of men are coming. Yeah. Supporters of your vision are coming. Yeah. And it is all for the will of God to be done, executed through your life. You know, someone here, you have such a massive project. You are sure God gave, it, gave you that vision. You don't know how to go about it. Well, after we are done today, <laughs> you have to understand our kingdom, you know, is very strange. The Bible says that Isaac blessed his sons and sustained them with wine and with bread. How can you give someone wine and bread by the laying on of hands? So by that impartation, those children knew they will not lack. It's a consciousness of the blessing. I said supernatural sponsorship. Oh, you think you've seen big things? Get ready for what God is about to do in your life. Everyone who knew you before will be so shocked, so surprised. It will be a drastic, miraculous turnaround. Say amen like you believe. Say amen like you believe in the power of God. Hallelujah. The second thing that will happen and happen cheaply is demons will be expelled. Ay, 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 ay. He said, this sign shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out, kick out, chase out. It doesn't matter how long. It doesn't even matter if it has been passed from generation to generation. It ends today. In the mighty name of Jesus. By the way, I want to say something. Be more conscious about God and what he wants to do. You know, some people, they are more particular about not having a demon than the demon living. They are concerned about PR, how will it seem? Well, sometimes when I come to you and I say out, I'm referring to the sickness, not necessarily to the spirit, to a spirit. And sometimes I'm referring to a spirit. Listen, you may have a demon and not know. 
The most important thing is that you live here different. You live here free. See, we must have a vulnerability that allows God to change our life. Did you hear what I said? Listen, it's so important. Don't be that Christian that knows what should be done and does not do it. I want God to be able to count on you. To tell you secrets. You see, let me tell you this. I can never get over the gift of word of knowledge. Now, there's a lady I spoke to after the service yesterday. Something terrible happened to her. She lost her son. And because of that, she was angry with God, stayed away from church for years. I mean, this happened in 2018. And so yesterday, she just decided to give God a try. And came to the service, and then God calls her out. I, I, what do you think about that? And says, there is someone here, you lost a son. Now, the interesting thing is, someone else came out because the person lost a child in school. But even my wife and I talked about it. I knew that was not exactly the person. Even though that person had been, has been blessed also. She broke down in tears and was crying. Immediately I said it. She was crying so much she couldn't come out. So right there after the service, we're talking. And then every other word of knowledge I had for her was spot on. And then as, we, as I was talking to her, I saw Jesus holding her son. And Jesus said, tell her he's with me. So as I told her, she broke down even in more tears. That that was another concern I had, she said. I was wondering, I wanted to know if he's in heaven. <laughs> Isn't God wonderful? Yes. See, God loves you. And even though there, there's a lot of us here, he knows every one of you individually. And he wants to touch you. But instead of just desiring more meetings like this where God can speak to the man of God, guess what? He wants to speak to you. I want to talk about cultivating the presence of God. Listen, I've discovered it is not difficult at all to execute the counsel of God. I'm saying if we have trained believers... We can evangelize the whole world in 15 years. We will finish the work and Jesus will come and then that's all. The problem is we have too many civilians. So just like in the time of Gideon, it's as if God has to sift people. You know, the people who want to be convenient, who even to drink water, they must sit in a particular way. God has to test and sift people. Because the work requires training. We are too convenient. We're not serious with the things of God. And the funny thing is, God will continue to treat us according to the level of our maturity. That's the sad thing. And so because we are getting answers, we will not know that we are but in the permissive will of God. I mean, think about the earthly ministry of Jesus. How effective he would have been, how much more effective he would have been if everyone was at the same level of faith of the centurion. Because when he came to him and said, my son, you know, my servant is at home, terribly sick of the palsy, tormented. You know, Jesus said to him what he said to everyone. Okay, I will come and heal him. And to his surprise, the centurion said, oh, I know you don't have to come. <laughs> I know you don't have to come. Speak the word only. The centurion said, I'm a military man. 
have servants and soldiers under me. I say to one, go and he goes. Come and he comes. Do this and he does it. He says, if you will speak the word here, my servant will be healed at home. Jesus marveled. He says, I've not seen this type of faith before. For No, not in Israel. So imagine if Jesus didn't have to go from house to house. How much more people he would have been able to reach. But guess what? He would deal with us according to the level of our faith and of our maturity. Even in First John, it's very interesting. It was addressed to different audiences. I say to you, little children. I say to you, young men. I say to you, fathers. Because guess what? Just as it is in our social construct, it is in the realm of the spirit. There are babes. And then there are adults. We are the same in salvation, but not in consecration. Not all of us has the training. And so there are some of us that are still taking milk, milk. And God is saying, come up hither. Paul says, when I was a child, I spoke like a child. I walked like a child. He says, but when I came of age, I put away childish things. My greatest desire for you from this camp meeting is that you put away childish things. It is childish to go for days without praying. It's childish. Thank God for the power of God breaking the hold of Satan in your life. But it takes maturity to understand that the hold shouldn't have been there in the first place. And for some people, many years would have been wasted. And the funny thing is, the witch that killed eight members of your family can give our life to Christ. And just move on like that. And that's all. And you are the one with the casualties of lukewarm Christianity. Please, are you listening to me? Because while you are still angry that Saul was instrumental to the killing of Stephen, one day God will just appear to you and say, go to the street that is called straight. Saul is praying. And you'll be angry. But there's nothing you can do. Hallelujah. So it is smarter to understand who you are and understand it early enough. I just want to touch on something very quick as I prepare to round off. The Bible says in Matthew 6.33, it says, seek first. Listen, I know you know it, but open your Bible quickly. We'll run through this and we'll be out of here. Are you there? Read together loud as you can. One, two, go. Read it like you are alive. One, two, go. Let me tell you something. When your life is examined, your highest pursuit must be obviously the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Thank you. And it's, listen, I know what it's like to be sick and desiring a healing. But do you know, even as a sick person, your greatest pursuit should not be healing. Let me say this, and many faith people don't understand this. Many sick people pause their destiny until they are healed. It's almost as if, don't talk to me about anything else. 
And the funny thing is, that might be why the healing has not even come. Because as important as healing is, let me tell you this, in Jesus' ministry, almost the totality of what he did was healing the sick. It was a crucial part of his healing. And many times you see the Bible say he was moved with compassion. God doesn't want you sick. But at the same time, don't make an idol of that healing that you seek. Don't make an idol of it. Are you listening to me? Oh? Don't make an idol of it. The kingdom of God is so much more important that Jesus said, <laughs> you that you look at someone who is an amputee and you pity the person. He said, you, if your hand will hinder you from entering the kingdom, cut it by yourself. He says, because it is better to enter the kingdom without hands, without eyes, than to your, with your full body, go to hell. That's how important the kingdom is. So you see, there are some amputees, some people that you see, and you see maybe they are visually impaired and all of that, that will matter more to God in eternity than you. Hallelujah. Seek first the kingdom. Many times, church services have been tailored around our needs. And guess what? It's counterproductive. You won't grow that way. And you won't even get results that way. Let me tell you this. I've said this before, and I want to say it again. The greatest asset you can have as a Christian, and even for the needs that you so desperately desire to be met, is the presence of God. Let me tell you something. God meets needs primarily by giving you his presence. That's how he meets needs. You know, we have many songs in church about breaking chains and moving mountains. What if I told you God actually does not break chains and does not move mountains? He just shows up. Did you hear what I said? I said, God does not break chains. He does not move mountains. He just shows up. I will give you two simple examples. In Acts chapter 12, the Bible says that Peter was in prison, bound in chains, hands, hands and feet. And prayer was made without ceasing of the church to God for him. And then suddenly, an angel walked in. The prison door opened on his own accord. And he just smote Peter by the side and said, get up. That's all was needed. As soon as he smote Peter, the Bible says the chain fell off on its own accord. Have you read that before? Acts 12. Let's quickly go through it. Just so that you know what I'm saying. So it's interesting that no chain was needed to be broken. Verse 7, and behold, the angel of the Lord came to him and light shined in the prison and he smote him by the side. And raised him up saying, arise quickly. And his chains fell off from his hands. Your problem is not chains, oh. Your problem is that you are too light. There is no glory around you. You are, you are not carrying something of any substance. That's the major problem. Same thing in Acts chapter 16. Verse 25, Paul and Silas in prison. The Bible says they prayed and they sang praises to God at midnight. And then suddenly, 
there was a great earthquake. The foundation of the prison was shaken and the doors of the prison opened on their own accord. Are you listening to that? So now you can pray, Lord, open the doors, open the doors. Cultivate the presence of God. Seek first the kingdom and all these things. The doors will open on their own. The chains will fall off on their own. Just seek first. See, this simple principle, read your Bible, pray, of the, pray every day. You don't have to address the needs directly for the needs to be met. Build capacity in the presence of God and all those things will happen. Listen, listen. Look at what the psalmist said. He said, at the presence of God, the mountains skipped like rams. The rivers were turned back. And he said, I said, what ailed the old mountain that you skip like rams? And all river that you are turned back. He said, tremble, O earth, at the presence of God. There is something called lesser truth and greater truth. It is true that some people move mountains. But there are people, at their showing up, the mountains keep. Do you know what it means for a mountain to develop legs like a cattle and start running away? It's another dimension. At the presence of God, it says, tremble, O earth. Let me tell you this. If you develop what I'm teaching you, your life will change. There are some things I have never prayed for in my life or since I got born again that I'm seeing consistently. By the way, the psalm I quoted is Psalm 114 from verse 1. Very powerful. I want you to go and study it. That I don't have to consider the mountain if I consider the presence of God. The mountain doesn't count anymore if I am conscious of the anointing. That should be my major toil. Your career can change on its own. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? Your health can change. There is an atmosphere where everything will just adjust. Automatically. Factory setting. Success is the factory setting of heaven. When you touch heaven, there is an atmosphere where everything that is wrong will just set in your life. Go for the most important thing. If you keep looking for the answer to that problem, you will have another one. But one thing is needful. If you have that one thing, it can never be taken from you again. If you have learned to pray, if you have learned to study the word of God, if you have learned, if, ah, my heart, yeah, forces, you've learned to handle the anointing, your life will change. As I begin to pray now, for every one of you, I want to encourage you. Go for gold. Don't be satisfied with pettiness, with lightness. God wants to bring you to a deeper realm. Just like the analogy of the prophet, the vision is saw about the waters surrounding the temple. There is ankle level, there is knee level, there is waist level, and then there's the overflowing level. I want you to come up here and go deeper. Let it surround you so that people will see you on the road and recognize something on you. Just like that man, he didn't have to come after the service and say, I'm, I'm a minister of the gospel. As I stood there, I saw something on him. Are you listening to me? Thank you, Jesus. Well, are you ready? Yes, what is the first thing I said will happen today? 
supernatural sponsorship. What is the second thing? What is the third thing? What is the fourth thing? Hallelujah. Come on, I said hallelujah. Thank you for listening. We are sure that you have been blessed. For inquiries, reach us on our helpline 0809-996-7000. Blessings.